Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. All right, and we're off. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Okay, we're, we're here with another week of no Patriots news, so we might as well just jump into the fun stories that are going on right now. The NFL Divisional Round just wrapped up. Uh, we're recording here a couple nights after it finished up, and we're looking ahead to the conference championships this weekend. But we went into last week talking about what's going to be the best game. What do you think? Which one is the most exciting? What's the best upset potential? And we kind of all were orbiting around that Buck saints game in terms of what's going to be the closest, what's going to be the yeah. most fun, the best storylines, most likely upset. Didn't totally live up to all the hype, but neither did really the other games. So I think it still lived up to potentially the most competitive game out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, we went into the third quarter. We can just fast forward. And did you see the stat lines they put up for the quarterbacks in the third quarter? It was neither one of them had 100 yards passing. It's like these are two of the greatest quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. These are number yeah. one and two all time in, in career passing statistics. And neither one of them could break the three-digit mark in the third quarter. Brady clearly looked better. Breeze was turning it over. And I think the story of the game for me was four four turnovers by the Saints and the Bucks only beat them by 10 points. It's like, ooh, this is a pretty close game. Yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, Brady got off to a, a really slow start, and they did this. Uh, they ended up going for it early in the game on their own like 35-yard line with a QB sneak on fourth and one. Uh, I think that drive led to three. They get a pick. They come back. Uh, Brady hits Evans for a touchdown. Um, good game back and forth. I think it was within three points or four points for most of the game, um, but a lot, a lot of weird. Trick plays, uh, Alvin Kamara, heavy workload. Mm-hmm. Um, Traquan Smith was the guy we should have picked last week as as the breakout player. Um, right. We were we were off on that one. But him him or Jameis? It, it, Jameis yeah. touchdown. Yeah. yeah, right. Was Lined up in the flanker slot. Was it just? I mean, was it me screaming at the TV when he came in and lined up in that position, or was? Like, how were the Bucks not on the same page as everybody in America? Like, oh, Jameis is in to throw it deep. Yeah. I don't. If you're the corner, aren't you screaming, "Hey, there's a quarterback over here!" <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this guy's six five, two fifty. He's huge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Crazy game. Um, a lot of turnovers by the Saints. Drew Brees, man. You know, I think there was there's rumors that's his last game. More uh, than rumors. More than rumors. Yeah. Is it been? A, is it official? It's not official, official, but it's official. It's close to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, his arm, his ribs, the poor guy's, like, broken. It's like, Jesus Christ. And Brady, you know, it's amazing. He's going back to the – he's been to, to the AFC Championship for all those years, and now he's making an appearance uh, into the NFC Championship, which is – honestly, if you told me that a year ago, I would would have laughed. I mean, that doesn't – really doesn't compute. Uh, crazy. Uh, Bucks defense with all those takeaways we were talking about earlier, uh, white – the Devin White dudes, mm-hmm. just a yeah, force there, hundred percent. That that game really came down to those two possessions the Saints had. One was a a fumble. Devin White picked it up, ran it back like twenty yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think they got a field goal off of that drive, if I'm not mistaken. No a touchdown. No, they got touchdowns uh, off of the first three takeaways. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then 
the interception led to a touchdown. I think they were like two drives apart, and then there was another interception at the end of the game. Um, Drew Brees does not. I mean, he's old. You know, he doesn't look right. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, they're really feeding Leonard Fournette. And I've always wondered, like, how how does the how do the Jaguars just let him go like that? You know, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got a ton of talent. He hasn't how did he drop two consecutive passes? It was a couple games. I saw Nick Chubb do that in the Browns game, and then I think Fournette did the yeah. same thing. They yeah. both just spiked it. They threw to him a lot. They threw to him six times. He had five catches. Yeah, uh, for four yards. forty-four yards and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, and then sixty-three yards rushing on seventeen carries. So I mean, they're giving him the ball more than anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of that has to do. Ronald Jones had that one big run, and he came out right away. He went back in afterwards, but he would be getting a bigger part of the load if he wasn't banged up. The uh, oh. yeah, just to touch on Drew Brees for a sec. I mean, obviously one of the all-time greats, but the uh, it's it's so. It's such a razor edge when a quarterback is right around 40 and you see, like, I think Peyton Manning had, like, plantar fasciitis his last season, and it was like he went off a cliff in the middle of that last year. Same thing, Brett Favre got hit by Myron Pryor with the Patriots, knocked him out of that game, and then he was just done. It was over. Mm -hmm. Same thing, Drew Brees cracks, like, a million ribs, and he came back. He probably had the best bounce back of anybody. Actually, well, you know, Peyton won the Super Bowl, but... uh, Drew Brees, that was like that was the death knell, and it it really it does it t- doesn't take much more than one hit, and somebody yeah. could be looking as good as Brady looks right now, and he gets hit the wrong way, and that could be that. Yeah, I mean, twenty years in the league, he's forty two, his stats are just off the charts. I mean, you can't really say enough good things about the guy. I mean, how many times has he thrown over thirty five touchdowns? Must be like I don't know six to eight times. He's Guy's crazy. one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. Um, you got to you got to at least tip your hat to him for going out there after what happened to him this year, and uh, he's he's a guy that I'll miss watch play, and he's so accurate in his in his prime. I think as accurate a quarterback as I've ever seen. Yeah, one of the things I like to think about is who throws the most catchable ball, and I always yeah, I, I felt like Drew Brees threw the most catchable ball. He just put it in the right spot for everybody. It was soft. It had touch on it. The the nose of the football was tight. You know, it's tight spiral. The whole thing. Uh, a couple other things from this game, just before we, we move on and get to the other games. Uh, Gronkowski thinks he's playing in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> what do he say? He goes, he goes we're, we're looking forward to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love him. Classic. I love him. Oh. So on character. He was laying out for passes there, huh? Yeah, Brady just couldn't hit him. He was just... Yeah, look, some of those look like they hurt when he fell. I was like, oh. He was lay, laying out full. Uh, and the other thing, I was trying to explain this to my girlfriend during the game, but I was like, look at Mike Evans and, and Lattimore here. And I'm like pulling up YouTube clips like, do you see what happened two years ago? This is what happened last year. And I'm like, they're going to go at it. And then just no fireworks. couple words. Mm-hmm. Evans had the touchdown. Lattimore probably got the better of him over the course of the day. But uh, it's just like, I want some, I want some tomfoolery. I want some shenanigans well, Evans, over there. Evans is the fiery one, and I'm sure Brady was like, this is a fucking playoff game. You, you lock it up over there. No, no yapping too much. You can yap all you want, but no, you know, don't get into it. Very uh, unproductive game for their receivers. Very uncharacteristic. Evans, one catch, three yards. Uh, Antonio Brown, one catch, ten yards. Yeah, they really – that that defense by the Saints, they, they knew what they were doing. That's, it's a good D. Uh, 
Jenkins always makes plays. Uh, Lattimore, they got some players back there. I, I wanted Chris Godwin to catch that pass at the end of the first half so bad. He laid out. He had it in his fingertips. Yeah. And, like, did a roll. Had... Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. If he had caught that, it would have been if he had caught that, it would have been an unbelievable catch. Um, so yeah. hopefully he's a Patriot next year. That'd be great. Yeah, right. Brady's reaction to that was like, oh, my God. Just another so another point, um, Stevie Miller and this dude, I think it's Tyler Johnson. Scotty. It's Scotty. Scotty. Scotty Miller. Scotty. <laughs> Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. Both of them, fifth-round picks, uh, both making contributions. Wonder It makes you wonder what the hell we look at when drafting receivers. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have two a great segue to that, littered. but I'll let, I have a great segue to that, but I'm going to let Sean lead us into the next game. Uh, yeah, just Tyler Johnson I had in the second round. No big deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how about, wait a second, before we move on, how about uh, old ham hands over there, Michael Thomas, going, not doing anything? Do you see how he's having that? multiple surgeries on his ankle? Yeah. Already that what happened? That's what's going to happen. Oh, I didn't see that. His ankle That's not fucked. Michael Thomas. That's not Michael Thomas we saw. That, that made sense. I was like, what is going on? Everyone was like, what is going on with this dude? Yeah, that was that an was imposter. A, that was a decoy, for sure. I thought, when you said ham hands, I thought you were talking about Arians. Bruce Arians looking like a beached whale. Dude, he looked like he was about to drop dead over there. Why do they have his all his mic packs strapped in like he's an F-16 pilot? I don't know why, if anyone knows. He's got the wristband for the play calling sheet. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Dude, his his skin his skin looked like it was just like just horrible. He looked horrible. Like he needs to see a doctor. <laughs> Talk about COVID. Dude. Jesus Christ. Did you hear this quote? Uh, he just keeps putting his foot right in his mouth. I, I love this guy. Uh, New England didn't allow him to coach. I allow him to coach. I just sit back sometimes and watch. Their coach said that. Yeah, which is it's ridiculous that their coach said that too because earlier in the season he was throwing Brady under the bus. Oh, yeah. So so you go from, oh, you're throwing him under the bus because he actually knows more about you. Now, hey, well, finally he's admitting it, you know. He's mm-hmm. a complete idiot, but you got to give him a little bit for admitting it. Being like, well, you know what? Tom Brady is better than me at coaching, so I'm just going to let him do his thing. I'll just sit I mean, here. If I'm the owner of Tampa Bay, man, I'm saying, well, I think <laughs> I might have the I think I might do the first player coach ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, what the fuck am I paying you $5 million or whatever for? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Seems like what I would think as well. Uh, So, yeah, we we can move on to some of the other games. Might as well keep it in the NFC, Gronkowski's favorite conference. Uh, Packers going up against the Rams on Saturday. The the line was actually pretty close. Uh, I think it was like six and a half, something like that, which you would think Jared Goff in cold weather with a broken thumb probably not going to be that tight wasn't that tight uh Packers really controlled the game throughout I was uh disappointed in the Rams defense the amount of zone every time I was watching it and they're playing zone coverage I'm like all right there goes Devontae Adams for 15 yards like every time yeah he eats Mm -hmm. there's just no no stopping him Aaron Donald was in and out of the lineup I think obviously that that has an impact on on how well they can play defensively but it was just like Looked like the def- defensive coordinators now the head coach of the Chargers. Looked like he was one foot out the door th- with that game plan. Uh, yeah, I thought this was another. I mean, you you said it. Aaron Rodgers totally controlled the game. Um, it was just way too easy. 
Devontae Adams, you give him any kind of space, he'll find it every time. You put him in man coverage, I think he runs arguably the best routes in the NFL. Um, and then, you know, this is kind of the same thing we talk about with Tom Brady. You mentioned those two guys that he was hitting. Um, Rodgers makes stars out of shitty receivers. Like Valdez, Scantling, yep. uh, St. Brown, Lazard, Tanyan. I mean, Tanyan's a monster player this season as a tight end. And you know what I mean? He's not like a, a good prospect or anything. No, yeah, he wasn't really highly, highly, highly scouted. You know, um, none of those guys are. No, none yeah. of them are. Uh, yeah, agreed. It just uh, Rogers has. He was the field general. Just had complete control of everything going on. The Rams couldn't catch up. Goff didn't have like the worst game statistically. He had made. He actually had a lot of completions. Uh, he just really couldn't. It didn't look like he could get the ball downfield really much. Um, so he was he was definitely injured, which we all knew. And the running game for Green Bay, I know you said uh, Aaron Donald had a little issue injury wise, but they, you know, they had uh, over a buck fifty rushing, you know, one hundred sixty four yards off of what is it, twenty six carries, pretty impressive. Yeah, they yeah. have a nice little, almost like a three headed attack. And Dylan, J- yeah, Dylan, the uh, the rookie from I think BC, uh, Jamal Williams, and Aaron Jones is really good. Um, that's tough to stop all three of those guys. They stay fresh. They throw the ball. They give them plenty of uh, spells to get right. And um, you got to have a really deep uh, defense to hang with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a fascinating matchup. The the Packers hosting the Bucks in the NFC Championship game. We'll, we'll circle back to that when we talk about next weekend. But uh, it'll be a rematch of a game that the Buccaneers won handily in Florida. And now this is totally different conditions going up to Wisconsin in January. Then uh, the game that I thought was going to be the best game turned out to be just like an ugly game on Saturday night. Ravens going into Buffalo. The wind was atrocious. I mean, Justin Tucker missed two field goals. I haven't. I don't know. Badly. Badly. Yeah, he missed one left, one right. Couldn't figure it out. He was just crucifixing himself over and over and over. And he's like, "Where are you when I need you?" Uh, But I mean. This this game totally came down to the pick six Lamar throws at the one yard line. It's ten to three at that point. It was about to be ten to ten if they're able to convert that into a touchdown. Instead, it goes the other way. Seventeen three. End of the game. That's it. Yep. And then very next series, he takes um, kind of. I think he's throwing the ball away and he takes a hit and then he's out. And your chances of of coming back rest on uh, was it Hundley? Yeah. Was that him? Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with that. Um, Tyler Huntley, so not great. Was, I mean, was he RG takes way too many hurt? hits. I don't know, but they they already cut him. He's already been released. Really? He just yeah. Looked... So he he must have been. I don't yeah, know. The, it's weird. The Ravens made a ton of mistakes in this game. Uh, pick six that would have tied the game in the end zone. Uh, Jackson sacked four times, eight penalties, uh, missed field goals, at least two bad snaps. Um, that got yeah. that got by Lamar Jackson, and. Uh, Buffalo didn't really play great, but they just didn't really make any mistakes. Um, kind of a smart game plan, and they really just let the Ravens beat themselves. Yeah, they really didn't have to do much. I mean, they didn't run the ball well. Uh, Jared Allen didn't look great. It just, you know, Stephon Diggs just shows why how electric of a player he is out there, uh, and you, you know, makes sense the type of haul he got to get over there. So. Um, I feel like he was the best player in the game, at least offensively. Uh, he looked, you know, 
just dominating out there. And but like you said, besides him, nothing really that that great for Buffalo overall. It's surprise, you know. There was up until the end, until Huntley was really in there and being like, "Wow, he's he's terrible." Uh, I thought but the Ravens had a chance. I was like, "Well, I mean, you know, Buffalo's not scoring any more than you know. They only they didn't score in the fourth quarter. You know, it was uh, Ravens had a chance if they wanted it. And they just kept puking on themselves. It was, it was bad. It was bad football." Yeah, the the wind was definitely a problem for both teams. Uh, both kickers had two missed field goals. One thing, I was just checking out the box score. Baltimore had five fumbles and didn't lose any of them. Can you believe that? That's wild. <laughs> Don't think of Baltimore. <laughs> That's pretty lucky. I th- Look, Baltimore's defense, actually, if you went into the week and said, hey, you're going to give up 17 points to Josh Allen in this high-powered offense, they'd be like, sure, I'll take, I'll take that all day. Well, no, and, it was a pick six too, wasn't it? Yeah, one of them, so yeah. Then if you just say ten, but if you said I'm gonna, we're going to give up 17 points total in this game, you told that to John Harbaugh. However, is it special teams points, whatever? He'd be like, yeah, I'll take giving up 17 all day. Right. But then the the offense was just anemic. the 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 question that you're left with after this game is, you know, we know that the Lamar Jackson led Ravens can beat the living shit out of the Bengals, the bottom dwellers. They kick ass against jacksonville anytime you see the ravens against a team that's like gonna pick in the top 10 always hammer the over on them whatever it is they win those games in blowout fashion but when they play a playoff team it is a nail biter or they get their ass beat and uh it's just every single time with it and so i i don't i don't know i don't know how you you make lamar jackson led ravens offensively capable enough to win playoff games you need to add a passing attack and something we talked about week in and week out this year when we were talking about the ravens was greg roman has led offenses before and they get this quick jump start where it's like colin kaepernick's uh on the field for the the niners and greg roman's the offense coordinator and all of a sudden they're really good right away and then it stagnates and it never gets any better they never develop a dynamic passing attack Kind of happened in Buffalo. They had a decent thing going with Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, same thing in 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 Baltimore with Lamar. So it's just like he he needs to figure out that next gear, and he never has. The track record said that he can't do this. So if you're John Harbaugh, you were like, we need to bring in somebody else who can actually do this to the next level. Oh, brutal. I I totally agree with you. I think it's too extreme what they're what what he does in these systems. I mean, it's you can't have a quarterback that. I mean, they say he, they say Lamar Jackson weighs 212 pounds. I, I really don't think so. I, I think he'd be lucky if he was 200 pounds. You can't have him running the ball 15, 20 times a game and taking tell. sacks. Um, there's got to come a time where, you know, you have to you have to w- worry about your longevity at some point, right? Um, usually, guys like that, Mike Vick, those kind of players, Mike Vick's an exception. He lasted a long time, but these guys don't usually last that long. He's taking so many hits, uh, and it's going to catch up to him. You know, you got to you got to throw the ball a little bit more than that, or at least have a threat of it. Yeah, and uh, also Marquise Brown, I thought there was, he actually had a pretty good game. One of his best of the year, four for eighty-seven. Uh, there was one play where Huntley just overthrew him by like three yards, and he was wide open behind the defense. There was. No one to be seen catching him if he got that. And it was, I want to say, early in the fourth quarter. So when he dropped, missed that, I was like, right before he missed it, I was like, that was that 
you know, that could have been the play. That was it. Here we go. And then he Mm -hmm. missed a fucking throw. And I was like, oh, my God. He didn't just miss it. He overthrew him by, like, 10 yards. And there was no one in sight of the guy. It was early in the fourth quarter. He completed that. That was, was, it was what? I think it was early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, Um, early in the fourth. And uh, it was just, it was like, Jesus, dude, you got (laughs) to, how do you miss that pass? There was no one. There was no one there. No one for a mile. Yep. I would expect if Greg Roman is back that Marquise Brown does not have a very good year next year statistically and that he'll he'll be unhappy and he might become available. And if he becomes available, he is a buy 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 candidate because that dude has a ton of talent. He can create separation. He can make plays after the catch. And it's just that offense is not designed for him. That offense is designed for tight ends and running backs. And he's just, I just don't think, unless they change things drastically, he's not going to succeed in a big way. And he has big time talent. They should change things. Mm-hmm. They should. They should yeah, feature him more and try to bring in somebody better than Willie fucking Sneed on the other side. Right. Yeah, that's an easy environment to get frustrated in. I would imagine if you're if you're an outside receiver like that, uh, you're not going to get a lot of a lot of opportunity. Yeah, he's also related to Antonio Brown, so he knows what it's like. It's in the family. Okay, now let's get to uh, the Browns and Chiefs. This game came in with the biggest spread. I think it was at ten points, and then it might have it might have marched backwards to about seven and a half, eight points by kickoff. Um, but everybody thought, you know, if the Chiefs are going to win, they're going to win by a ton here. And do the Browns really have a chance? And then you know the game's playing out, kind of methodical from the Browns. Nothing too special. Chiefs look pretty unstoppable in the first half. Mahomes goes down. And then, are you guys thinking the who's? Are you thinking the Browns are more likely than not to win this game when Mahomes yeah. goes down and yeah. they're within a score? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the Browns are going to win it, and they had plenty of chances. Um, a big, a big moment in this game, if we kind of skipped over, is uh, I think it was Jackson in the end zone reaching for the end zone. Uh, er, early Higgins. in the Higgins, was it Higgins? Yeah, yeah. late in the uh, the second quarter, two minute yeah. drill. And linebacker, someone hit him with his helmet and in the hands, hit, hit his hands. He fumbled in the end zone and they gave the ball to Kansas City. Um, I think that's the dumbest call. I, I hate that rule. Uh, they should get rid of that. I, I don't. And then the official comes on and says uh, that should be leading with the helmet into his hands. You know, I'm like, just play football. Um but the Mahomes yeah. thing changed everything. Uh, Let's talk about Higg- you know. the Higgins play for for a minute. The uh, ridiculous, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Well, he definitely lowered the crown of his helmet and earholed him. Uh, they they didn't call on the field. They were distracted by the fumble, and then a lot of people are mad that it's not reviewable. I'm actually kind of on board with it not being reviewable because if you watch college football games, the targeting reviews are just so tedious and annoying and it's like you could hit somebody in the chest but then it slides up their jersey and it makes contact in the neck area yeah it's a it's a can of worms and i'm always uh less reviews are are cool with me the thing that bugged me a lot and this is something that's been ongoing with the browns is they get in the two minute drill and they're hurrying stop rushing there's a minute 47 left and you're (laughs) at the 30 yard line going against mahomes why are you run, rushing? You should be handing it off, running the play clock all the way down. You don't want to give Mahomes the ball with more than 30 seconds to go. He's got two timeouts. 30 seconds mm-hmm. with two timeouts is yeah. plenty of fucking time for him. 
So they're like they threw that throw to the goal line was with a minute forty seven to go. Like just hand it off. Just just run some more clock off. Anything. And they were just hurrying up to the line, snapping the ball yeah. with less than twenty. They did the exact same thing on Monday night against the Ravens, and it cost them big time. They gave the ball back to Lamar with over a minute to go. Marches right down the field and, and beats him with the field goal. So it's like they're not learning. Mm-hmm. No. That's what bugged me more than anything. I and mean, yeah, it was it, the Higgins thing was uh, it was bad. It was just, you know, here's this guy who makes a great catch. I understand the clock management like you're talking about, and I agree. I, it was almost like, yeah, they went they went down way too quick. I don't know what they were doing. I was like, I thought they would try and burn a little time off, and they really didn't try and do that. But Higgins, when he dove for it, you know, it's just like, can you go down? You know, you're not you're not even close to the line. You're, you know, I know he may, ended up making it within an inch or two, but it's. Just take what you can get. Why are you putting the ball out near the goal line that much? You know, if you're diving into the end zone or over a pylon, that makes sense. But once again, kind of comes down to, you know, bad coaching. It's like you don't reach for the end zone two yards out, right? It's it's dangerous. I don't know. I mean, you're trying to get the six. I, I get it. I I have more of a problem with the rule, you know? Yeah, it goes you, out the back of the end touchdown, zone. You touchdown, you fumble in the end zone. No one's got possession of the ball on the other team, but it goes for a touchback. And then you give Mahomes the ball, which you're right about the clock management thing. But, you know, that's an eternity for him. I think they ended up getting three. Um, I don't I just don't like the rule. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. It's definitely like shocking. You're like, oh, oh, oh. And it goes out the back of the end zone. You're done. At that time, I think it was 16-3. So you have a 16-10 ball game. You have a totally different game. You come out early in the third quarter. Mahomes gets injured. You're down by six. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. I'm putting my money on Cleveland in that scenario. Um, the funny thing, and I know I'm switching uh, gears a little bit, but with Mahomes, you saw him get up from that concussion. There's no way he's going to be right for this week. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a doctor, but you saw <laughs> the way he stood up and you know wobbled around, looked like he was out on his feet, looked like a boxer. Yeah. And um, yeah. if they put him in this week, you can uh, you can. Put some stock into the NFL not really giving a shit about all the safety protocols and uh, concussion protocol because I don't I don't know how long it takes to recover from something like that but I would wager it's more than a week. Have you have you heard the the angle that I heard Jay Glazer talking about this? I've heard it a couple oh, other God. places. Of course, here we go. What they're gonna say some ridiculous thing? Well, they they said that he got choked out on the play, so it's like it's not a, a head injury like. You know, you get knocked out boxing, but it's more like you got choked out like you're wrestling. Isn't that worse? Isn't that just as bad? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Because there's no... point two seconds. How do you get choked out that quick? That's my point. That's my That's point. That's what I'm saying. What, do you break your windpipe? Oh, yeah, that's great. Wheel them out there. And then you're all set. Windpipe. Yeah. To make someone stumble like that is a lack of oxygen to the brain or some kind of brain trauma, right? So what's the difference? It looks... As far as... It looks bad. And he's he's the best player in the NFL, and he will be the best player in the NFL for the next 10 years. He's going to be he's the first half billion dollar contract. He's yeah. on all the commercials. He's he's at he will be as big as Aaron Rodgers plus somebody else. Like and and to not take his mental health safety into account. He's what, 24? Yeah, dude. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, not his first concussion either. Like let's be serious. It's like, you know, those guys get concussions all the time. That was a really bad one, and you got to be really careful because we – how many players have we seen? It's like, 
once they get that first bad one, like where you get unconscious and you don't know where you are, you're kind of, you know, deer in the headlights when you wake up again. It's like it comes quick. They start coming a lot quicker and it's a lot more constant. And for a guy like this, the NFL better watch out. Whether he was choked out somehow in lightning speed, it's like that's almost scarier if he got choked out that fast by a 300-pounder. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. What would you take? I don't know. What I don't know what is worse. You're right. Like, what's I don't know. It didn't look like an egregious hit, though. I mean, it, was, it looked like a, a pretty fair hit. Um, one thing I am concerned position. about, I am concerned about uh, the NFL kind of thinking. We have like four really small market teams now: Green Bay, Tampa, um, Kansas City, and Buffalo. Those are not big cities. You need the star power to draw people. You don't have fans. You need people to watch on TV. I, if Chad Henney's starting not. next week, yeah. If Chad Henney's starting this week, how many people don't watch? You know, I think that's. Yeah. I'd be stunned if he plays, or if he doesn't play. Like, if they don't start him, if they're like, you know what, we're gonna do the right thing, we're gonna sit him out. I would be stunned. I wonder what the betting line is on that. Like, I'm I'm one hundred percent. I'm one hundred percent convinced he'll play, and one hundred percent convinced he shouldn't. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. I think I'm. I think we're in agreement there. If yeah. if. I don't know what what influence the NFL has on it or if it's just team doctors that that do this. But if if the NFL has any input or I guess the Chiefs, too, but the idea of putting profits of this single game ahead of the longevity of the next LeBron James in the NFL. I mean, he's legitimately like a LeBron James for the NFL. This is I'm not talking about somebody who's at the end of their career, somebody who's a Pro Bowl level player. I'm talking about an all time great level player. Like yeah. they just yeah. need to understand this is one game, one season. This guy's going to be incredible for ten years. Right? Yeah, we're going to take care of him. Yeah. yeah, do what's right. Okay. Um, also, uh, real quick, did you see Tyreek Hill shove the coach? I saw a clip of it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys make of that? I just saw a real short clip of it. Was Was it angry? Was he angry? I yeah. Uh, I didn't really he, see it. In he looked angry to me. Yeah. But it's say. classic Tyreek Hill. He pushed. I think his pregnant girlfriend down the stairs in college. That was a rumor. So Ugh. there you go. You know, that's that's the type of guy who would I would think push a coach. Someone would do that fucking shit. Yeah, and then there was the threatening tape of, of him that came out while he was in the NFL. Both both times, you know, the Chiefs stand I, stand directly behind him. I think that him. was him. Regardless, if that wasn't him, he did something. No, that he did that. He, he did that. Who was that, right? Okay, there you go. I don't know if he pushed her downstairs or if he... There, there was an assault. I don't, I don't remember the there nature of the assault. assault, but it was a physical assault. Speaking of which, somehow the brownies, as we've been, I mean, we've been saying, I don't know, I think about eight, probably all season, really, every game is that the way to beat this team, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, that is, is cover Tyreek Hill, cover Travis Kelsey. They both had eight receptions for over 100 yards, and it's like, oh, they, it looks like they covered uh, Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey's wide open. Like, unbelievable that these teams don't just. I mean, at least shut out Tyree Kill. You know, I get it. Yeah. Kelsey, it's a mismatch. Tight end, you know, you don't know if they're blocking or going out for a pass, whatever. Tyree Kill, it's like, you know where he's lining up. You know what he's going to run. It's like, but they're like, man, it's all right. Uh, the one at the end of the game was the most surprising to me. Uh, fourth and one to ice the game. You're up five. You turn the ball over there. It takes a touchdown to, to, to lose the game. Um, really precarious Balls. spot. Balls to the wall. Andy Reid calls a wide receiver. It was almost like a like a scream uh, to Tyree Kill. No one within five yards. Does anyone ever want? I feel like I've been saying this for weeks. Who's 
Who's covering Tyreek Hill? No one. Yeah, yeah, no one. Um, but, you know, I guess you don't think you're going to throw to him there. Tony Romo yeah. almost had a heart attack on the call. He's like, this is not a real play. This is not a real play. Oh, my God, they're actually doing it. It's like, what, dude? That was funny. Yeah. They did it. It was, I mean, it was perfect. They they lulled you to sleep. It was, uh, oh, they're not actually going to snap it here. And then they didn't wait until one second to go on the play clock. They snapped it at like six seconds to go. So it was like they they yeah. thought all the way through it on where is the ultimate lull in the defensive energy. And it's like it's just this brilliant coaching. It, it reminded me of the way the Rams do quarterback sneaks. I know this is a tangent, but they the Rams always do that jet motion that across the for- formation jet motion and they the way they time their quarterback sneaks is brilliant where Goff looks right and he puts the guy in motion and then like a split second later he starts the quarterback sneak and it's like you got the eyes are elsewhere you're waiting until the guy gets right behind the center cuz you're you're in tune with that their whole game plan is we snap it when the jet motion is right behind the quarterback but they just snap it early and they get that little extra edge and it was Andy Reid doing exactly okay. that Lulling them to sleep, sprint right option, going back to his West Coast roots. It's perfection. Andy Reid's the man now. We used to make shit on him in the fourth quarter, and now oh, he's, yeah. he looks oh, brilliant. He's, now he's doing great. Uh, massive, one massive quick balls. Thing I wanted to mention, or two other things is first off, Jarvis Landry had seven catches for 20 yards. Put that one together. Uh, really just amazing performance there by you. And then uh, I don't understand what Cleveland was doing, just not using their. And two best weapons and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I know Nick Chubb had the two drop passes in a row, but he only had 13 carries and he was running pretty well. And then Kareem Hunt only had six carries for 32 yards. Imagine six carries for 32 yards. It's not like this is some guy that just came in and, oh, he had a good game. No, this is someone that gets a lot of touches every single game. Is a force out there a lot of time. He has He's averaging six yards <clears throat> per carry and you're like, eh. Yeah, just, we we talked know. about this. We talked about this last week, right? Yeah. Baker May Baker Mayfield threw the ball thirty seven times in this game. They were never down that much. No, you know they so Kansas Cityitis. It's like Kansas City goes up big, and you're like, oh my god, there's not four. There's there's still forty five minutes left. Everybody, calm down. It's yeah. a long time to play football. You have basically the best running attack in football between that behind that offensive line, all those yeah. tight ends you have, which you have three really good ones. I mean, Harrison Bryant's their third string tight end. He'd be number one in new England for sure. Yeah. Um, Nick Chubb, Kareem hunt. That's the best combo. I would say, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but Definitely. 19 carries and um, you threw the ball 37 times. Way to go. Imbalance. Yeah. yeah. Should be, should be noted. Also, they played this entire game without their left tackle rookie Jedrick Wills. Hey, went out early. Yeah, yeah, good player too. Yeah, he's real good, and he got bumped. They they were all the way down to the third string left tackle, who I believe has been with the team for like two weeks, uh, and really didn't didn't affect them. I didn't feel like the pass rush was on top of Baker too much. He played all right. It's just like they were down five, had the ball, all the momentum with eight minutes to go. They just needed to push it, and the the play calls there were terrible. I mean, third and nine, third and eleven, whatever it was, they swing it out to Kareem Hunt behind the line of scrimmage. I'm like, come yeah. on. You got to have a better mm-hmm. play call than that than just resign to punt the ball back to Kansas City with five minutes to go, yeah. down five points. So, uh, so now we we have you know a, a fairly predictable slate of teams making the final four: uh, the Bills and the Chiefs, the top two seeds in the AFC, and then in the NFC you got Brady and Rogers 
uh, could see both of those things coming. Which game? Let's just let's assume Mahomes is going to play. I feel like we're all on board with assuming that there haven't been any hiccups this week in him going through the protocols uh, as they stand. Which game? Which is the better game? If you could only watch one of these, Tampa Green Bay. Yeah, I, I got to go Tampa Green Bay. Um, Same. Same. I just, I, <laughs> we're Brady, all on board. <laughs> Brady and Rodgers. I mean. This game is, this is like, this is why you need a great quarterback, right? Look at the quarterbacks left. They're the four best quarterbacks. I mean, am I missing someone? Yeah, Deshaun well, Ar- anyways, arguably. Deshaun you know, Watson, yeah. Maybe yeah, Russell I mean, Wilson, I would say you know. throughout the course of the season, they've been the best quarterbacks. Uh, Deshaun Watson definitely should be in there, but Houston's got no chance of doing that. Um, I'm excited for both of them, though. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to pick. I, wish I just the, want to see playoff Brady. Tampa game, I wish that was the night game. Just a, a real build up to it, you know. Same, yeah. The uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Tampa handle. There was always this whole thing about Tampa can't play in the cold. Like Tampa Bay, up until I think 2002, yeah, had never won a game in sub 40 degree temperature. And then they beat Philly, Andy Reid, uh, in the playoffs, launches them to go to the Super Bowl. They win that Super Bowl. Now, Tom Brady, I, I was watching the game against the Washington football team in the playoffs, which was not really that cold. I think it was right about 40 degrees. The whole Tampa team is in no sleeps. I'm like, good for them. Tom Brady's out there in the wetsuit. Yeah. So ex- I would expect that again. I believe there's supposed to be a cold front running into Green Bay. It's going to be frigid. Might be snowing, too. Brady's going to be love it. fine. Gronk's going to be fine. Yeah. But, it's- I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin... Right? Do we know if these guys can catch? Yeah. Well, Dude, Godwin got went to Penn State, right? Yeah, he's got to be. I would imagine he'd be all right. Well, and I, I think Brady's going to have to give him. You know, I'm sure Brady played with plenty of guys up in New England who hated the cold, found a million tricks of the trade. He's going to, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as uh, we think. I do think that Aaron Rodgers in that offense this time around is going to find some ways to really mess with uh, what Tampa's doing defensively. Um, and I don't know if any team's going to figure it out in the playoffs uh, that, you know, the the way to get to Tom, unfortunately, is rush guys up, up the middle, you know, right? Take your best pass rushers and put them up the gut. No one seems to want to do it. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on out there, what game tape anybody's watching on Tom, but, you know, as much as I love him, that is a weakness of his in the past, and I haven't seen one team attempt it in the playoffs. I think that one's going to come down to uh, the Buck secondary. I mean, that's yeah, the that's worst. Great. I think that's the worst unit as far as yeah. pass defending of any team left, and these are all great quarterbacks left. So that that scares me. Uh, but they get they just got Vita Via back, who's a, a huge defensive tackle, really good player. Um, Maybe they can get more of a push up front. That'd be great. Because um, you give Aaron Rodgers any kind of time, these corners just can't handle Devontae Adams and Tanya and all these guys. Yeah, Rodgers just is so dialed in right now. I, I yeah. I'm gonna. I, my heart wants to pick the the Bucks and Brady, but Rodgers just looks so good. And I I know a lot of it came off of the running game, and that's going to be harder against the Bucks, who have the number one run defense in the league and they're getting back their number one run defender and it looks like their linebackers are playing as well as anybody all season has uh but yeah i just feel like rogers is going to pick them apart in the secondary they got a, a rookie antoine winfield at safety uh they had a revolving door at cornerback everybody was getting banged up at cornerback for the buccaneers 
and I'm I'm not sold on their pass rush even without Bakhtiari there to protect the blind side for Rodgers and I think that the Packers defensive front they're going to put Zadarius Smith right over the center I think they're going to do what you're talking about JJ because I've seen Zadarius do it a bunch of times and he comes in like a hammer force and yeah. he's, he's going to be a problem all night yeah not that I want them to do that but yeah, I mean, Green Bay, like you said, they look dialing their offensive line, even though they're missing Bakhtiari. I mean, their offensive line still looks really good. They were they were dominating last game. Um, I know yeah, Tampa's number one run or really good run defense. I don't know, man. I, I don't – I'm rooting for Brady uh, on the flip side of that. Like you said, Rodgers is dialed in, and I think he has to be, you know, if he really wants to be in that conversation of – best guy you know in the conversation with Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and stuff right because Brady I think's finally separated himself the last few years away from the pack but Rodgers needs to start winning Super Bowls he's got to win more than one you know yeah uh, just... and and this is his best chance he's had in a long time he never really lasts a full season he's done it this year um he's really got to, he's got to start winning now if he loses this I think it's gonna be a really hard fall too you know, because it seems Green Bay's had some pretty hard falls in the past after big losses. Well, Aaron Rodgers has been here before. He's been here, what, I think four times? He's he's one in three in NFC Championship games. Um, I think that number's right. i got to double-check that. But Brady's been there. I don't even know how many times. I lost count. Um, so And then playoff Brady, the cold. I just, my heart says to pick the Bucks. My uh, my head says to pick the, the Packers, but... I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. I'm going Bucks. Brady's <laughs> Brady's also lost a bunch of championship games. He's he gets to him. He gets to him, yeah, but he loses. He's, him he's too. always there. Rogers, what? Rogers has been to how many? I thought he's lost. He's only won one, right? He's only been to one Super Bowl, which is a that's a big problem for his legacy. Same thing goes for Drew Brees. I mean, those guys are in a different level. I would say Rogers is. They're just different players. Rodgers is way more physically gifted and, and Drew's, um, you know, just more longevity and, and those type of career stats. Well, uh, yeah, like, think about it. If Kansas City, say Kansas City does win, Pat Mahomes comes back from injury, blah, 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 he wins. That's two now that kid's won, and Rodgers has still only one. When you put it like that, it's like, whoa, dude. Like, Mahomes has passed your career within a matter of three years. So yeah. yeah. This is a, a this is, the biggest opportunity for Rodgers in years, probably since like 2014. So he's, he's really got to cash in. He's really got to do it. 14 championship games he's played in. Tommy boy. Conference championship games. Fucking absurd. Yeah, it's, there's it's only more, like three more three franchises that have played in more than he has personally. Yeah, he's basically it's it's probably weird for him when he's not playing. Like, what the fuck's this shit about? Because I mean, he's done almost three quarters of them for his career. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, I mean, you got to give all the credit to Tom. I, I've heard a lot of chatter about, you know, how, if is he the key to success in New England? Belichick's nothing, blah, blah, blah. I don't know about any of that, but Tom has just proven that, you know, still proves that he still fucking got it. He is still the best ever. He's gotten to the NFC Championship game that, you know, I want to say six to eight weeks ago, the Bucks looked pretty pretty shake like a pretty shaky bunch uh, a lot of issues it seemed like so um yeah best of luck to him i i want to take him i really do i don't fucking have a clue who's gonna win this game mm-hmm. I really 
I don't know which Brady. I don't know if Brady's going to show up and be lights out. I don't know if he's going to show up and throw a couple, one or two bad picks, which we've seen in the past couple years. You know, um, yeah. I, 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 or really the last two years. I can't, you know, say any more than that. But the last two years, like those big games, he's thrown a couple pick sixes, which aren't great. I don't know if that's going to show up. If he throws a pick six in this, yeah, rough problem. I don't know, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be pretty, pretty good. Problem. Uh, mistake-free Brady. That's what they need to win. I think he can do it. I think it's going to be... I think we, we don't know which Tampa Bay we're going to get, but I feel right. like we're pretty confident and we know which Green Bay is going to show up. And that's... I mean, they, they look really they look really good right now. Devontae they Adams looks unstoppable. And Carlton Davis isn't... I mean, I wouldn't pick Carlton Davis to be the guy to shut him down. They better not match up Carlton Davis on him because Carlton Davis is... <laughs> Six foot one, six two, two ten. He's a big corner, press corner. All he really does well is get his hands on you, reroute you, and then get in your hip pocket. Devontae Adams is unpressable. They've they've highlighted it a bunch of times, but if you watch how he gets off the line of scrimmage, you, you can't even touch him. You can't even put a finger on him, never mind reroute him. So Carlton Davis is immediately useless against Devontae yeah. Adams. They they better not even think about that. <laughs> Footwork. Footwork is absurd. I think he's got the best footwork of any receiver. Yeah. 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 He's special. All right. And then on the other side, AFC Championship game, Chiefs, Bills. Let's just assume that that Mahomes will play in this game. Uh, Cole Beasley comes in a little bit banged up. The Chiefs, I don't know if they really have any other injury concerns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not play in this game, but could be back for next week. Uh, I mean... The, the first thing that jumps out at me is that these might this might be the strongest combined quarterback arm strengths ever matched up on a football field. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Pretty yeah. good. I think they lost Brashawn Breeland as well, but that's not such a big loss compared to Mahomes. That's right. Um, yeah, good game, man. In Kansas City, right? A uh, couple teams are kind of kind of really similar teams. They both like to air it out. They have, you know, they mix in the run a little bit. Um, not great defenses that we've seen vulnerabilities on both sides. Um, I think it, it's it's really about how how healthy is Mahomes? Is he a hundred percent? Yeah. Um, I think that's really something to keep an eye on. And if he doesn't play, then obviously the Bills are going to be a huge favorite. Yeah, Mahomes has the toe also. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mahomes yeah, he was really banged up, dude, and he was yeah. banged up last year. They still won it, but I'll be completely honest. I mean, I hate this game. I and can't stand that it's Buffalo versus Kansas City. I would take pretty much any other matchup in the league. I'd take the fucking Bengals over Jacksonville Jaguars over this game just because I don't want either of them to win. I don't want either of them to get to the Super Bowl. Screw the Bills. I mean, I know I have some friends. I know some people that are Bills fans. I get it, but, you know, I heard this point brought up today. It's almost better for Buffalo to lose this game than get to the Super Bowl and lose it because if they get to the Super Bowl – and they don't win that game, which I don't think they're beating Tampa Bay or Green Bay, personally. If they get to that game and they get their asses kicked, you are you are setting Josh Allen up for a nightmare of a, the next three or four years of his career. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. All the young quarterbacks I don't, I don't that get to the Super Bowl and they get their asses kicked, then everyone's like, oh, they suck. I will never penalize somebody for getting to a Super Bowl and not winning. Jimmy G happened to him. He got crushed. Everyone hates him now. Look at him in San Francisco. He took that team to a Super Bowl last year, <laughs> and they're like, "Get off of our team. We don't want you anymore." Let's see. Uh, 
Jared Goff brought the Rams there. Everyone hates him. He brought the Rams to the Super Bowl. Um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. So if you, there's, another, you know, there's a long list of people that have gotten there, and they get there. Jake DeLome, for Christ's sake. Matt Ryan, Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. It's it's oh a be, it's a it's a far fall for the loser. <laughs> what do we Kansas, do? Kansas City, Pat Mahomes. He's already won it. It's like if he gets there and loses it, you know, yeah, that sucks, but not nearly as big of a deal. But plenty of great quarterbacks have lost Super Bowls. That, that's meaningless to me. Um, oh man, you're putting him in in there with some dog shit quarterbacks. This kid's clearly a special kid. Um, Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Brady's lost Super Bowls, you know? Yeah, but Brady won them before he lost them. That's right? Peyton, Manning, Peyton Manning lost one before he won one, didn't he? Drew Bledsoe. I'm just going to keep naming quarterbacks who lost the one and only Super Bowl they got to. And then suck. And then not only – but that's the thing. Nobody liked them after. They were, like, kicked out of town, essentially, all of them. This all is so them. funny, except for Jim Kelly. He got back there Jim and got Kelly. back there Ke- and got but, back there. And there you go. There's Buffalo. Maybe there you go, Ry. There's there's your Buffalo. Right. So threat. you don't want him to make the Super Bowl because No, I don't could, want him to make the Super Bowl it. because no no no. I hate the Bills, so I don't want them to make the Super Bowl. I'm saying if Buffalo goes there and loses, it's gonna I, I really don't think they're gonna bounce back next year and be a great team. I think they're gonna have a really hard year. It's gonna take the wind right out of their sails and they're gonna be like oh god here we go and josh allen if josh allen loses a super bowl and starts off with two bad games that's it his, his career in buffalo is in question <laughs> immediately uh, that's I, all I it takes it doesn't take much i think the more logical argument there is the bill's history of losing super bowls um not like you know oh this quarterback lost a super bowl so he he can never be great i don't buy that um but I want to see them make the Super Bowl so Tom Brady can play against the Bills in the Super Bowl and, and beat the shit out of them again. Them again. And, and just okay. Bills fans to be exactly. like, Tom Brady is just following us wherever we go. We can't get rid of this guy. <laughs> you know? I've thought of that. 20 but... years, and now this shit, he's in the NFC, and he's still kicking our ass. That's that would be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that would be so funny. Those are, okay, those are my two favorite storylines, is, is Brady beating the Bills in the Super Bowl with a different team. And then I, I like the idea of Packers, Chiefs in the Super Bowl, the two best teams so far this year with yeah. like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, two of the top three most highly talented players to ever play quarterback. And it's a rematch of Super Bowl one. That's cool. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Do you, uh, you ever hear the, uh, the saying kids say, we live in your head rent free or something like that? Rent free, they say. Do you know the Bills took out a big fucking um, billboard on Route One near Gillette Stadium, saying uh, "Best fans in the world, Buffalo Bills fans." Yep. You what the loser? What the hell, man? Can you imagine New England ever doing that to the Bills? Yeah. We don't even want to go to Buffalo. Why would anyone ever go to Buffalo? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> First of all, shows that they've never been off. there. They've never been there, so they have to buy a billboard. They, if we, we're not even in the playoffs. Like, what do they give a shit? You know what I mean? I'll drive right through to Ni- Niagara Falls, smoke a cigar, and turn, turn around and drive home. <laughs> Never yeah, stop in stop Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Super funny. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win, assuming that Mahomes plays. What do you guys think? If, yeah. If Mahomes, if Mahomes plays and the Chiefs lose, that's amazing. But, yeah, if Mahomes plays, I think 
Chiefs kick the crap out of Buffalo, or at least win handedly. If he doesn't play, I think it's it's a close game. I don't think it's like Buffalo beats the crap out of them. I mean, we haven't seen really Buffalo. Buffalo looked really good in the wild card round. Now they look pretty good, not really good. They did. They looked really bad last week, and I know Baltimore's got a good defense and everything, but Baltimore hasn't really been good that good against the pass, and they really weren't throwing it that well. Josh Allen missed a couple of open guys deep down the field that he has been hitting so far this year. So that's classic Josh Allen. Now I heard a point that part of Josh Allen's biggest problems last year was something with crowd noise, whether he couldn't. When the crowd noise got super loud and he couldn't hear anything, he played worse. Something along those lines. And there hasn't been any crowd noise all season, and he's been playing lights out. And you said he missed, started missing passes last week, and there was a little crowd there. That was, was a his home, own crowd. It was a home What's crowd. The it was it noise was is noise. It was windy. The the no, no. kickers were two of six. The best kicker down. in NFL history was one of three. I, it was windy. The amount of the amount of fans they have in there, though, it's like a high school basketball yeah. auditorium. It's like, you know, Nothing. what a couple thousand fans. For these guys, it's not going to really matter. Um, I like the way Buffalo's defense played last week. Um, I, if Mahomes doesn't start, I think the Bills absolutely destroy them. Um, if he does start, I think the Bills edge it out. Oh. I think it's a tight one. There we go. Yeah, I'm going Bills Bucks, man. Brady. That's the storyline. I need that storyline. That's a great story. I need story. that storyline. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good deal. Let's uh let's switch gears. I just want to talk about some of the head coaching openings. This is kind of one of the only things that's really happening with the Patriots. So the Eagles, the the remaining openings are the Eagles and um sorry, I have this written down. Houston. Houston the Texans. And so you got Nick Casario's trying to patch things up with Deshaun Watson, trying to put that franchise back together and then philadelphia they they interviewed both josh mcdaniels and gerard mayo in the last week uh, i'm surprised mcdaniels even took this interview i mean I, th- I feel like we all agree that this is a shit job you have a broken quarterback a busted salary cap situation you got a bunch of veterans and no chance to win yeah. under their veteran contracts it's just like you're set up for Total. failure with one of the worst and most impatient fan bases in the nfl I don't know why Josh McDaniels is interested, but he seems like he is. Well, yeah, he it's, a, it's, like a, it's a head coaching job. They're few and far between. There's only 32 of them. Um, it is the Eagles. It's a big-name franchise, big city. Um, but it's a dog-shit team with really strange quarterback problems, um, really overpaid players. Most of them are really old and holes, massive holes all over the place, and the worst fans in football. Um, so I don't know why you'd want to go there, but uh, apparently Lori's not sold on McDaniels. That's probably good for us. I'll, I'll take McDaniels back for another year. And the Houston thing, I think they wait for Bienemy. Um That's the only way I could really see them appeasing Deshaun Watson and try to keep his head there. Yeah. Um, yeah I definitely agree with you guys on the Philly job. Uh, doesn't seem too appealing to me. The only positive, and I mean the only positive, I'm not saying this because I think it's a good reason to go there. I'm just thinking it's the only positive. Is this division is so freaking shitty there, uh, depending on what happens with Dallas and their quarterback situation and all that. But the the division is so crappy that there's a very there's a realistic path to the playoffs, no matter how bad you are. So I don't know if that's a thought process. I wouldn't go there for that, but that's the only positive I see. Uh, in San Diego, they already who got who went there again? 
Chargers hired Brandon Staley, the defensive Sorry, coordinator Sorry. from the Rams. That's surprising, isn't it? I thought they would go with an offensive guy. Um, what do you guys think? I felt yeah, like anybody run a good defense for two years. Like, come I, on. I didn't understand. I wouldn't have understood an offensive guy. Usually, I would use that position to fix somebody. Like the McVay fixes Goff, makes him a usable player. Where Herbert's already really damn good. I don't know if you need to bring in a Brian Dable who turned around Josh Allen's career to do the same thing with Herbert, who doesn't need fixing, where I feel like Dable made a ton of sense with Philly, where you bring him in, you're like, look at Carson Wentz, make that heap of a quarterback into what he should have been. Yeah. That's where mm. I, I would fit a Brian Dable. And, and for the Chargers, I heard this explained previously, but it was pretty much like uh, their defensive staff left. But Gus Bradley left, and I think he went to the Raiders, maybe. I'm not sure. But he left, and so the owners don't have to pay their salaries because they, they left on their own. And so they just needed to hire defensive coaching staff, whereas if they hired an offensive-minded coach, he would have fired all the offensive coaches. And then the franchise has to pick up the tab for those offensive coaches and for the new guys. Whereas this, the, the way they did it this way, they only have to hire new defensive coaches. So it's, it's a big money-saving thing for the okay. franchise because they only have to pay guys that are currently under contract and not any, they don't have to fire anybody. Gotcha. Uh, the okay. other, we talked about Urban Meyer last week. He did get confirmed as Jacksonville coach. I think, it, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I think it makes sense. He's a guy that establishes programs. They've never even had a program there. They don't have high expectations. He could set a foundation he could cut anybody on that team. I mean, there's nobody on that team that's untouchable. Like, oh, you can't cut Miles Jack? Go ahead. I don't care if he's the best player in the team. Cut Miles Jack. It's like he could set that foundation, the expectations around the building of this is the type of program we're going to run, kind of like what Matt Rule has been doing in Carolina. Nobody accused Carolina of being an overly talented roster. But it's like when you watched them play, you were like, they look like a well-coached football team. I expect a similar yeah. thing from Urban Meyer down there. And plus, they, sure. you get to start with a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Why? Uh, right. They're going to get the Lawrence. number one pick. They're getting Trevor Lawrence. Unless he says no. No. He he yeah. already he knew they were locked into the number one pick, and then immediately declared for the draft after his his bowl game. He that was his chance to be like, now nah, I'm going to go back to school. He lost yeah. all leverage when he did that. I do. You, I don't know. Urban Meyer feels like a like a mercenary, almost like a soccer coach. You know what I mean? Where he's yep. not going to stay, he's not going to be sticking around for long, or he's going to get fired in like a year or two. Uh, you know what I mean? We're going to have a heart attack. We're going to have a heart attack, right? Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know, man. You want to coach for your, you want to coach for your rookie quarterback, don't you? Kind of want someone who's going to stick around for a long time. I don't know. Least... I mean, you you look at Ohio State, they're they're doing just fine now, even though he he stepped aside three years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, but college is a little bit different because you guys, you, you have an alternating, you have a, you know, I don't know, uh, alternating door all the time. You got guys coming in every two, three, four years, uh, redshirting and this whatnot, going pro, graduating. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can see that. I just think he's, he's a program builder. He'll be out of there in three, four years. He'll he'll claim time for his family. He's going to build a church, whatever he, he wants to say, but... uh. I, I kind of like it. And then I, I like to lean back on, he coached in Gainesville, University of Florida. He's a legend there, won two national championships. He's going to bring the fans out, where Jacksonville is not known for having fans. Jacksonville's a terrible city. <laughs> really, why the hell? No, I mean, like, not to be a dick, but it's it's one of the worst cities, I think, for, 
for for any kind of fun. It's just a kind of a shithole, you know. <laughs> I've never really been there, but I don't know why they have a football team. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, somebody yeah. paid somebody. Uh, and then the the other one, the other head coach in Canada. I mean, Arthur Smith got got snapped up. Uh, Dan Campbell are the other ones, but the one I wanted to bring up, the Jets. Dan Campbell go to Detroit. Detroit, yeah. What a joke. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I like that Jets. I like that sign. I mean, I don't like the. I don't like it for the Salah. Jets because they're. They're gonna fuck it up, but that's a good. He's a good coach, man. I like what he's built over there. He's he's got a good scheme. Um, I think. I, don't know. I think the, kind of the opposite of that. Uh, really, the scheme is it's a one trick pony scheme, and as soon as you get some injuries and you don't have like four or five first round picks on your defensive line, then the the defense falls apart. Uh, it seems like his players play really hard for him and love him, and he's a, he looks like he's a, a good motivator. But I felt the same way about this signing as I did when they drafted Mark Sanchez. When yeah. when they traded up and drafted Mark Sanchez, it was like, yes, they did it. They screwed themselves over. Yeah. Same thing with Sam yeah. Darnold. I wanted them to draft him because I thought he was going to suck. And now they, they get Robert Sala. So I'm like, yes, way to go. They suck again for three more years. Yeah, I... I... I kind of lean towards uh, you there, Sean. I feel like he's definitely a good motivator. Um, but they just had so much damn talent on that defense. It's like, you know, I feel like you could have ran a well, you could have done a lot of different things and had a lot of success with those, that group of players just because they were. I mean, there was no gap, there was no hole in that defense that he was like really coaching around or trying to fill the void of, and that you know. Just, just from the Jets, man. I mean, we've seen everyone fail there. Like, you need, you don't need just to be a good football coach to coach the Jets. You're in New York, and you need the personality. You need the lifestyle. Like, you need it's, it's. You don't just walk in there and be like, all right, it's about the X's and O's because it's, it's not. So that's, that's well, all working against you. One thing he's got going for him is, is he's got plenty of chance to, uh, to pick his own players. He's already got Quinn and Williams, who I think is, I think he's going to be player. an awesome player. Um, he's got two first round picks, uh, one second round pick and two third round picks. So that's not a bad start. You can get some good talent in there. You got a good safety already Got a couple of decent safeties, um, plug some holes up and we'll see, but yeah, hopefully he doesn't pan out, I, you know, as a, as a Jets <laughs> coach, I hope, I hope he yeah. fails. That'd be something. Uh, I just wanted to correct something we talked about a couple weeks ago Deshaun Watson. We thought. I was looking at the total guarantees in his contract as if he got traded, those all accelerate onto the cap immediately. It's only the signing bonus that accelerates onto the cap. The guaranteed salaries then get transferred to the team that, that acquires him. So ah, instead right. of like $60 million in dead cap, which would have been outrageous, it's closer to 21 to $24 million, depending on how they work it. I can speak to the uh, the other the opposite side of that for acquiring him. Uh, in 2021, he would cost... Say the Patriots traded for him, he would cost 10.5 million for next year, just nothing. Um, 2022, 35. 2023, 37. Then you're starting to pay, you know, top dollar for quarterback, which is what it is. You have to pay top dollar, and then the two years after that drops down to 32, which is a bargain. So he's really not unaffordable. It's it's what it would cost to acquire him. That's that's unaffordable. Um, is that dead cap number? Is that over a year or two years? The, the signing bonus cap thing. It depends when they traded them. If they traded them after June first, then they could spread it over two years. That's unlikely. Yeah. Well, not as unlikely of a scenario, but still kind of unlikely. 
but I mean, yeah, we've, we've expressed how we'd all like him. So yeah, it's a possibility. And and one thing to to note about next year's cap is they've they've like put some feelers out there where they think it's going to be around 180 million the salary cap for it's next year. A little bit, but not as much as expected. But it's still down 10. percent It's down 20 20 million dollars from the 2020 cap. We have a lot of cap casualties. Yeah, and you know everybody plans on the cap going up about 10 million every year so for a lot of teams that's about 30 million lower than they expected so there's going to be a lot a lot of readjustments there you go um, bill's going to be able vegas, to buy cheap vegas now has the odds of the bears and the patriots tied for the uh the most reasonable candidates and the dolphins and the jets second and then the texans third uh fifth actually i guess that would be oh wow look at that um you guys want to talk about Richard Seymour? Absolutely. Richard Seymour is a semi-finalist for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. No, he's a finalist. Finalist. Well deserved. Well deserved, man. I think he's a he's a he was a great player. He was a force here. Even when he went to was traded to Oakland. Never forget that day. I was devastated when we traded him because he was my arguably my favorite player on that team uh, back in the early two thousands. Just an absolute truck. You really don't see anyone. I mean, I guess really with that size. I mean, he was like six, 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 seven, like three hundred and twenty pounds or something. And he wasn't a fat three hundred twenty. He was a solid, just rock of a three hundred twenty pounds. I mean, he tossed dudes, double teams. Yeah, his a his beast. build was different. Um, Huge. He's like a refrigerator. He's enormous. Really, there's not that many players in the NFL that are built like that anymore. It's usually no. just a huge fat nose tackle or, or kind of slimmer down edge rushers now. Um, he could play anywhere on the line. He almost always got double teamed, still made a lot of plays, just a, a great player. I think the highest player we've taken in the draft in like 25 years, oh, yeah. I would say. Nailed it. He was Belichick's uh, highest draft pick at six coming out of Georgia. I wanted them to take. I was watching that draft. I wanted them to take David Terrell so bad. He was a receiver from Michigan. Michigan wore yeah. number one there. Went to the Bears and did diddly poo. Uh, but Seymour, one of the things that I always remember about him was he would be standing there, wait, just like hands on hips, waiting for the the offense to break the huddle, and he's always like readjusting his shoulders. He's always like yeah. rolling his shoulders backwards. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. It's kind of like Drew, Drew Brees, the way he's always shuffling the shoulder pad off of his right shoulder, the one that got surgically repaired. It was like yep. that with Seymour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's he was 6'6", 310 when he came out of college. The The only guy I can really compare to him right now, I guess two guys, are you know, Calais Campbell and DeForest Buckner. The, those guys are both a little bit taller than he was but have very similar play styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Those are good. Those are good comparisons. And 41. Seymour never put up the numbers, so you never, you know, Jared Allen is one of the other finalists here, and he was a tremendous player and came out of nowhere, too. But he's got those sack numbers where anybody can mm-hmm. point to it and say he had over 100 sacks. Like, he's right. one, he's an all-timer. Where Seymour never piled up the sack numbers. You really had to watch him and know, understand the teams that he was on to really get a feel for how impactful he was. But I always felt like... In his time there, you know, the the team was never a superstar-driven team. Those Patriots teams that, that won three three out of four Super Bowls in the early 2000s, 
but it was always like Tom Brady is the best player in the team, hands down. And the only other person that's a superstar is Richard Seymour. That's the way I always yeah. felt. And meanwhile, Ty Law was probably in that category for a good chunk of his career. And he's in the Hall of Fame now. So I feel like Richard Seymour belongs too. Yeah. I always felt Ty Law and Tom Brady were the were the best players on the team. Um, specifically Ty Law. Um, even even when, when Brady was still kind of developing, I would say like before the... I mean, he was still winning Super Bowls as a developing quarterback, but as just far as pure dominance, Ty Law was on another level for a long time. Um, that's a guy that's made the Hall of Fame, who deserved to make the Hall of Fame. Um, he's the lowest guy in the field. They had to change the rules because of him. Uh, what he did to Marvin Harrison, just absolutely manhandling him at the line of scrimmage yeah. to, the point, to the point where he was like 15 yards out of bounds in the 04 championship game. Um, one of the most dom- dominant performances I've ever seen from a corner. I hate to go off on a tangent on him, but he's my favorite player of all time. <laughs> gotcha. Um, do you guys think, uh, just to name some other players, I, I feel like deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, I would say Will Fork. And I think when it's all said and done, McCourty, um, Devin McCourty should should have a look. I, yeah. I bet both of those guys will be finalists. I don't think either will get in. Yeah, Vince would be nice. It would be pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, he had he had a really good career. Just nose tackles as a tough position for the, the pro yeah. football hall of fame. For whatever reason, it's like one of those. Like you said, you were just talking about stats, Granny. It's like that's even less of a stat. Like you don't get the tackles either. You're just you're literally your stat is taking on bodies, which Vince did as well as anybody. Uh, McCordy has been really good. I don't know if he's broken through to that all time best safeties of all time status i know he's he's up there i just don't know if he's in the like you said maybe a finalist i don't know if he makes it and uh one i would love to make and i know he won't make it because he hasn't had a long enough career was is Dante hightower just from his his playmaking ability in the biggest games i mean i can't name many other players in this century that have made that many big plays in big games routinely but I, i don't think he'll ever you know unless he somehow puts together another like four great years or something which i don't think is in the cards but yeah yes high tower is probably going to be a he'll be a patriots hall of famer guaranteed with yeah. the with the impact that he's had in the biggest stages uh doesn't have the longevity i think i'm rethinking the mccordy thing <clears throat> excuse me one of the good things that's happened for him is the total destruction of earl thomas's career where it was like Earl Thomas. This is the way I looked at it. it was Earl Thomas yeah, was the yeah. best safety yeah. in the NFL for the first half of this last decade, and probably in into the second half, where Devin McCourty was probably number two. And it goes back to the 2014 uh, off season after that that championship run, and McCourty goes out in the open market and gets like a dollar less than Earl Thomas got, and with his extension, effectively, right, uh, where he was viewed as the second best quarterback, uh, second best safety in the NFL. That's the way I looked at him. Meanwhile, Earl Thomas has fallen off a cliff. He's an absolute lunatic. Who the hell knows what details we're going to learn about his off-field. He's out. He is out of the Hall of Fame. I always thought he was going to be one. <laughs> and, right. and now the door is open for, hey, what about a safety post, you know, post Champ Bailey, post Charles Woodson? And uh, that's mm-hmm. where Devin McCourty slots right in. So con- so consistent. That's the, w- the yeah. word that jumps out when I think of Devin McCourty. I mean, it's been, what, <clears throat> 10 years and it's just like the same really, really solid performance every single season. He never misses games. It's very rare. 
Um, he made the conversion from corner where he was outstanding. Uh, his rookie season, second year, not so good. They moved him to safety, and he was unbelievably good right off the bat. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he's got to be borderline. And for me, of all the active players on the team, I think he's probably the most likely to get in. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if he's borderline now, he we know he's coming back next year. We thought he was going to be a candidate for retiring soon. But who knows? Maybe he plays next year, has a, a really good season, and, you know, continues for a couple of years after that. Who knows? Yeah. And if he does, I think he can put it together another two really good seasons, maybe three. I mean, he's definitely, I would think that puts him in. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. I, th- I think I turned around totally on McCourty. I think he's in. And I think uh, every, everything that people say about him off the field will help him out as well mm-hmm. one under the radar guy i know people have talked about edelman oh could could edelman possibly get in uh that might be far-fetched i'm not sure but i wanted to on the current finalists for this year they have both reggie wayne and tory holt does anybody feel like those guys are hall of famers in my book they are absolutely not hall of famers they are the donovan McNabbs of wide receivers and i was a huge fan of reggie wayne i love the way he ran routes and all the style points but those guys were second bananas uh, tough to say. So many receivers get in. I mean, Reggie Rain was dominant for year, dominant for years, and um, I really like Tory Holt. But I, you know, I think both of them put together just under a decade of good football, like maybe eight years, nine years. Which for receiver, you need to do, you need to do more than that. You need to have ten plus years of just dominance, unless you're like Megatron, where you are absolutely the best for six or seven years, which neither of them were. They were never the number one. They were always top five. So oh my God. That's I'm looking at Reggie Wayne's numbers. They're surprisingly good um for Dude, he had I some mean, really good statistics. Absolutely. 12, Eleven, twelve really good years. Um ten maybe ten really good years. Eighty two touchdowns is a lot. Um, ten really good years. Wow. Maybe he did play that long. Yeah. He played for fourteen. But he had some bad seasons sprinkled in there. When he was in his prime with Peyton Manning, that was pretty special. He's a good player. Um, Hall of Famer? I don't know. It's close. Torrey Holt is another, the same same kind of deal. Uh, for a few years there, he was unstoppable. Him and Isaac Bruce, who do you cover? Marshall Falk out of the backfield. That was a good team. And uh, I don't know. I like him. I like both those players as you know individual players. But Hall of Fame, it's, uh, it's a close one. I got them both. Both short, uh, and it's it's perfect because Calvin Johnson is also on this ballot for the the finalists this year, and I think he's he's a shoe in. He's one of those I think guys. He beats both of them, and he he had the shortest career of any of them. But but he was unquestionably uh, the a, best, a dominant player mm-hmm. when he was in there. And so I always looked at it that way: that if you were the best player your position for a couple years stretch, then you're a Hall of Famer. Alan Fanica is on this list. He was unquestionably the best guard in football for a few years. He's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. I mean, I, I think that should be the standard. You know, something uh, weird. Can't let everyone in there with uh, something weird there with Lions only playing like eight years and retiring and being the best player at their position. You know what I mean? Between Barry Sanders and Megatron, it's like, why are these guys retiring at like 29, 30? Yeah, you know. I don't, but what did he miss? That's what did either of them miss? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right. Just mediocrity. Yeah, just a couple know? extra hits, a couple extra ouchies. Mm-hmm. Uh, other Patriots Hall of Famer under the radar, Matthew Slater. Yeah, he'll he'll get in just because all the Pro Bowls and I think well, he's special teams players get in. 
Almost never. I think never, but it, that's a lot of Pro Bowls. How many Pro Bowls has he made? I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Steve Tasker is one of the finalists. He was He's basically the Matthew Slater of the 90s with the Bills. Uh, I, I believe there are two kickers in now that Adam Vinatieri's in. Or in, Vinatieri Goskowski? isn't in you yet. Think, he will be in, though. You think, you uh, think Goskowski gets in? No, Vinatieri will be in. Gostowski? I think Justin I Tucker will be in, but there's only one kicker in there right now. Yeah, I don't think Gostowski makes it then. Nine Pro Bowls for Matthew Slater. Nine That's Pro Bowls. That's a lot. That's a lot of Pro Bowls, man. How many did Steve Tasker make? Oh, man, you're making me do all the searching. Why don't you use some... some it, I'm looking. Holy shit. Yeah, so... Edelman's a... Uh, Edelman is an interesting proposition because he was a Super Bowl MVP. He's got... I think he has the majority of the receiving records for, for postseason. Tasker played seven. Well, there you go. Yeah, Edelman's playoff numbers are awesome. They're fantastic. You know? And, you know, he's he's had a couple hundred catch seasons. He's had some, some pretty good years, but, you know... He never put up even Wes Welker numbers. Wes Welker had some stupid numbers. Oh, yeah, he was insane yeah. for a couple of years there. Uh, but Edelman has one of Logan those careers Mankins? that's... Logan Mankins is a good call. Ooh, interesting. He was a good player. Holy shit, what a guard. Guards are tough, man. You got to be, like, super dominant, though, to get in as a guard, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know if, if Steve Hutchinson got in, but there's every couple of years there's one guard that stands above the rest. And Who was the dude that played on the uh, on the Chiefs for like twenty years? Ryan Waters, Shields? the other Shields? guy, Will Shields. Will Shields, yeah, oh, yeah. I think Waters too. Waters played forever. Too. Ryan Waters, yeah, the two of them. Plus, they had Willie Rove. Rove. <laughs> yeah. Look at us just it's going off on on linemen. Back Big in lineman the day, over there. <laughs> Priest Holmes coming in the backfield. Give it to Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, dude. Yeah. But I, I think uh, the the reason we got on this is because Richard Seymour's a finalist. He's been a finalist or a semifinalist before this season. Some people are 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 getting behind him. Tom Brady shouted him out pretty hard. Uh, yeah. So he's got a chance. He's up against some stiff competition. There's some some really good guys. I mean, Peyton Manning is on the list mm -hmm. there. Charles Woodson. I mentioned Calvin Johnson, Jared Allen. So there there's some some highly touted guys. They only let in four or five each year, which is like the same amount the NBA lets in, which is a joke. Because the, the NBA has like ten percent the amount of players. I mean, you got fifteen players on a team, uh, twelve players. I don't even know how many people they have on the bench, but that is a joke. If you're an All Star, you're a Hall of Famer in the NBA. Where in the NFL, Literally. it's like we're we're parsing between people who are on top ten lists all time and being like, no, they they don't make it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Charles Woodson is is a highlight. Is a highlight for me, man. That's a great great player. What he did at Michigan. Not even counting his pro career, but oh my god, his Michigan tape is unbelievable. And the way he reinvented himself in Green Bay, like he was, he, oh, was, yeah. he was an outside premier corner in Oakland. He goes to Green Bay in like in the twilight of not really, but in his late late twenties, early thirties, becomes this like magical slot cornerback who's an incredible blitzer. I mean, he's the one that that caused the uh, the tuck rule. He's the one that that made that hit. Uh, oh, yeah. He was an incredible blitzer, played the run great, great in coverage, mm -hmm. returner, could could make plays with the ball. Uh, I mean, he he was everything. I love He Charles could play Wilson. some safety, too. Beast. Overall beast. Yeah, great player. Absolutely. All right, why don't we wrap this bitch up? The, um, yep. So hopefully Richard Seymour gets, gets his due, if not this year and one of the years to come. Um, and then, yeah, we want, I don't know, we want a great Super Bowl matchup. I'm, I'm yeah. not... 
especially pro or anti any of these teams uh, other than Tom Brady. But um, yeah, it'll play out this weekend. We'll be back next week. We could talk it all through, preview the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll take a week off of the team. Who knows? We'll see. But we'll talk to you then soon. Okay. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>